morning, Reach Church. Great to see you here. Yeah, good morning. Awesome. Thank you, Wilson, Jamie, Matt, for an amazing uh, time of worship. Um, that box thing was pretty incredible, honestly. Yeah, it sounded good. I appreciated that. Yeah. It sounded like a drum kit, like the way he was hitting <laughs> it. It was just, it was perfect. Um, and Wilson, Jamie did a great job, too. So, And thank you to our sound guys and our tech team um they've just done a great job as well so we've outdoor worship tonight yes we're looking forward to that it feels like it's been a while i think we had a rain issue and then um you know we had the fire so it's been a while since we met but we're really excited to get back to that so we're uh, voting on elders tonight and uh, that's going to be a good time together yeah. uh so it's going to be a great night and so this morning we just want to talk about what our reopening plan looks like because that got put on hold because of the fire that we experienced, and uh, it's interesting, that metaphor of the fire, it's like that's, the fires have been all around us all year, uh, but yet the testing, I love what James says, when he, I just talked about this before, but that we're tested in the fire, you know, like it's, it's like we're being tested on something that we've already learned, and then we're put into the fire, and then we see kind of like what we're made of, and I just want to say that I think that this past year, the testing of the fire here at Reach Church, um, we've seen what people are made of. We've seen whether we are really serious about nothing but Jesus. And I know that I can probably speak for the staff and for the session to say that I've never been more excited about Reach Church and, and where we're going. I mean, how are you feeling going into the night? Yeah, I mean, I've, like you said, it's, it's um, when something like the fire happens, it's kind of, in a way, a figure of um, rebirth and renewal. And I think we're all very excited for what the future holds. We say it all the time, the best is yet to come. And it's, it's funny how we say these things throughout the year. And not that we don't believe them, right? But when something like that happens and you're able to see the words actually flush out, it really is a beautiful thing. And um, I think the passage you, you referenced talks about the genuineness of your faith. So the, the, when you're tested, it's so the genuineness of your faith can shine through. And so I've felt that even just me personally, that my faith has become more genuine through experiencing these things. And so um, when we sing these words and when we talk about um, perseverance and going through trials, these things were trials. And so um, the best is yet to come at Reach Church. And so I think tonight um, is going to be kind of the start of all of these great things. So you definitely don't want to miss it. I was thinking about it this morning, the fact that, you know, you're not just starting out in the ministry, but you're younger than I am, just, just by a little bit. Yeah. Um, but someday you're going to look back on this. Well, you're 30 years old, right? So yeah, 30. unfortunately. So, yeah. so someday you're going to look back on this and you're going to remember that like COVID-19, the 2020, you're going to look back and be like, I can't believe that I went through that as a 30 year old. You know, it's just, it's just an incredible time. It's unprecedented. Um, but we are excited. Reach Church is going to emerge from this stronger than ever. We really believe that. Uh, we've had uh, two session meetings now with our new guys um, that we, we are encouraging you to come tonight and to vote yes on these guys. Uh, the, they're really just a, a great group of men. Um, I actually had somebody, I want to read this real quick. I had somebody outside of our church email me because they saw the uh, elders that we are putting up for election. And I just want to read to you what, what she wrote. Um, she said, even though I'm not a member of Reed's church, I would like to endorse Tyler, Turner, and Pat as elders. 
what great men. Sorry, Jim. I mean, <laughs> she, she doesn't know Jim, and if she knew Jim, she would know he's a great man, too. I don't know the fourth candidate. But then she said, what a great selection. So maybe she was talking about Jim as well. I, do, I don't know how voting works. Is it yes or no votes? Um, well, just to tell you that it's just a yes or no vote. Members will vote tonight. As you come in, you'll be handed a ballot uh, to our outdoor worship, and you can vote, and we'll have a congregational meeting during the service at some point. We'll have a quorum there for sure uh, based on our past attendance. I want to encourage you right now to come tonight. Um, I want to encourage you to come out, you know, wear a mask, um, socially distance. If you don't want to be around people, totally understand. Uh, so we have many, many, many acres of field for you. You can sit all the way in the back. I mean, there's really kind of like no excuse. You can stay in the car. And I think that's one of the things we're going to talk about is this idea that Yes, we're in a pandemic. Yes, we need to be careful. Yes, we need to be safe. But we also need to start pushing church back up the list um, to the essential activities that we do and also really weighing all of the things that we do, like, you know, all of the, the stops that we make, like Walmart. And, you know, there's a lot to be said for that, the fact that we're able to do all of these things. And yet when it comes to church, maybe we've been a little lax. And so I want to encourage you strongly, no matter who you are, to come out tonight uh, for our outdoor worship. I know that was a little bit of a segue. She did not say that in the email. Um, she said their impact extends outside the church walls. And then she put they reach, and then she put that in quotes, everyone in their path with your mission, nothing but Jesus. That is awesome to hear that. Um, she said that uh, when she was uh, one of the our elders teacher, she said that she learned and saw how her dad dis- uh, discipled her. And then she talked about Turner. She said, what can I say? As principal of Tri-State, he was perfect for the school. Every interaction with Turner is life-giving. He is fair, loving, humble. He does, what, uh, he does what he does with nothing but Jesus, the real deal. And then he said that he knows that Ty- she knows that Tyler embraces her daughter, um, embraces the students in her class, and that's enough for me. And so she said that... Um, she just wanted to, you know, endorse them from afar, and I thought that was, that was pretty awesome. So it's just amazing how God has provided uh, not just you, but some other guys, uh, just a great team. What's been your impression so far working with them? Yeah, well, we've had a, a few meetings so far, and the gelling between everyone has just been amazing. And we all have something kind of unique to bring, um, and all of that is, is needed, like I, I need to hear, you know, I'll talk about Jim because, you know, but I need to hear what Jim has to say. Um, he's, he's an older guy, been at the church for a long time. I need to hear what he has to say and what his perspectives are. And the same with, with all of us, you know, there's some younger, there's some older, um, and, and it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. Um, and that can only happen when we're all focused on one mission and goal, nothing but Jesus. And you could tell we, that's what we all want. And so when you're united like that around one passionate mission pursuit of reaching all people with nothing but Jesus, age doesn't matter, preference doesn't matter, we're all about the same thing. But we all have our own things that we bring to the table, and it's just been a beautiful team to be able to be a part of so far. Absolutely. So this morning, we just want to talk a little bit, we're going to be wrapping some verses in as well, um, about what our reopening plan is and what it looks like, what we're doing moving forward. And so there's a lot of variables that have gone into this. Obviously, we've talked about them. We had a plan to reopen uh, last Sunday, but we had the fire. And it was interesting that even even last Sunday, 
uh, as we were talking about it, we realized that this, that wasn't the right time, that God you know, just kept, he keeps moving, keeps changing um, our hearts and molding our hearts in different ways. And so uh, we've spent a lot of time talking about it, praying about it. Um, it's very complicated, it's very complex, but yet it's also very simple. And so what we want to do is we want to talk about some of our guiding principles that we're using right now to make decisions. And the first one is that God's people must meet together. God's people must meet together. Um, Hebrews 10 talks about this. Do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but join together more and more, especially as you see the day approaching. And so um, that's not a legalistic command to you know, meet at a certain time. I mean, we don't get into all of that, but as we've been looking at, um, as we've been looking at what our plan is moving forward, that principle has been right at the base of it. So yeah, and and like you alluded to a little bit before, one of the things that we've been talking about is just having church come back up on our priority level list. God's people must meet together. There's no question about it. Um, in person, being together with the church body is just vital. It's scriptural. Um, it's it's well needed. And so I guess our challenge that we want to, um, again, just throw out there is, you know, we're not judging anybody, but we do want you to look at your own life. And I think that this whole pandemic, regardless of what you have to say about it, think about it, whatever, is there there is a bit of inconsistency Um in, in our lives and our response to it. So in other words, we will go to Walmart or do the things we want to do, but then it seems like we kind of use the whole thing as maybe an excuse to not do things that we, eh, well, it's because I don't want to be around people. Just look at your own life and the own, your own incons- potential inconsistencies around those things and really think hard about coming back to church because it's, it's really important. And like we'll talk about in a second, we do, we are very mindful of following all the guidelines set forth. We, we want to be safe. And so if we are being safe, um, you know, I, I, we do want to encourage you, hey, maybe it's time to put church back on your priority list. Yeah. And so number two, um, and this is, this has been really important, is that we are, we're in the process of reevaluating everything um, in our church and many, many churches are doing the same thing. Is that I saw the other day um, a quote, and it was talking about the fact that the pandemic has just accelerated everything that was already happening in the church, um, in the church world. So everything that was happening, the kind of the falling away that was happening, the deprioritization of the church, like a lot of that has just been accelerated yeah. through the pandemic. And so here we are. And so what we're doing as a church is that we are. We are in a very, um, we're in an incredible position where we are just basically looking at everything, evaluating everything. Um, And so one of the things that we've seen is a great opportunity is the timing of the reopening of the sanctuary. And so that's not the end-all, be-all. There's so many other things that we're looking at. But when it comes to Sunday worship, one of the things that we're really excited about is the fact that our sanctuary, which was ruined by fire, um, mostly smoke damage, mostly water damage, and that's going to take many, many months for that to to be fixed. Um, But we, we think this is a great opportunity for us to have a fresh and exciting relaunch of Sunday mornings. And so we're, we're, driving towards that. We're not going to wait until that happens. We'll get to that in a minute. 
but we want to make sure that we use that as a priority and as an opportunity. Yeah, um, it's like a, a big old juicy curveball down the center of a home plate, and we'd be foolish not to swing at it and anticipate that it's coming. So um, not many churches get an opportunity to be able to um, reopen in such a way that, that we're going to have with a brand new sanctuary, essentially, because like you said, it is, it is pretty much ruined, okay? And um, it's kind of a side note, but um, I think it's appropriate to publicly thank our operations manager, Bill Becker, for steering the ship on, on this thing. He's there every day um, making sure that, you know, all the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted, and um, just a just a professional getting the job done. And so we did have a, to pause for a few weeks before we could talk about um, reopening because of the unknowns with what was going on in the building. And Bill has worked tirelessly to give us some real solid answers this past week to, for us to be able to feel confident in, in sharing this with you. So thank you, BB, Bill Becker, for yes, all your hard thank work. thank you, Bill. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have such an amazing opportunity we're here to reach all people with nothing but Jesus. And so I just think that it seems to all be headed coming together. Like we're praying, hopefully, that by the beginning of the year, um, both the pandemic will hopefully be, you know, at least on the downslope, on the way down, but whether a vaccine or whatever. And um, that seems to be about the time when our sanctuary will be ready for reopening. So the two are kind of converging in a beautiful way, and we have this amazing opportunity to, to come back in a really, really, really strong way. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I want to share something that I wrote last night. Uh, I don't know how many of you saw this, but there, was some, there were some pictures that were captured of the rainbow. It was actually a double rainbow over our church campus that was just unbelievable, uh, beautiful. If, you, if you're on Facebook, you should go to Facebook, check it out. It's just an incredible picture. And I really think that those things are not by chance. The, the rainbow is always a sign of God's promises, God's blessings. And the thing that I wrote last night, um, I said that, uh, first of all, I said I don't think that captured images like that picture are by chance, that a rainbow has always been a sign of promise and blessing. Uh, and this, this is what I wrote, that if we don't already or if they don't already, many will look back on 2020 as a pivotal year in Reach Church's history that led to some amazing things. Even in the short term, every difficult situation we have faced hasn't been kind of turned for our good. It hasn't even been turned for our good. That's not adequate. It's been exponentially turned for our good. Every single difficult trial that we have faced in 2020, even though they're difficult trials, even though we wouldn't choose those trials, even though they're hard, uh, painful, they've been exponentially turned for our good in the short term, not just in the long term, but I mean, I think long term, people are going to look back and say, wow, 2020 was an incredible year for Reach Church. Um, every unexpected blindside hit has been exponentially turned for our good in many, many specific ways, not just in a generic way, but very specifically. Um, even this fire, I mean, that's, we would never choose that to happen. It was extremely painful to see it. It's very it's tragic, but God is exponentially turning that even for our good, giving us this opportunity. Um, God's promises of blessing result in good we could never imagine or script. If we had known what we, if we had known what He had planned for us, 
we would have even embraced difficulties and even laughed in the face of difficulties. And then I said, or sang like Paul and Silas did in prison before they were miraculously freed. And so my point is, is that, you know, when we look at um, this number two, this principle here that we're this guiding principle, just applying it to everything, you know, not just our reopening on Sunday mornings, but we're looking at every aspect of Reach Church. There's no sacred cows. Anything that is getting in the way of our mission of living to reach all people with nothing but Jesus is going to be discarded. Um, we want you to be praying for us uh, as we move, move forward. Um, number three is that we really want to protect the worship experience that we have at Reach Church, not just, not just at Reach Church, but in general, this worship experience that is, um, is so dynamic and so meaningful um, that we want to have the same level of care and excellence in everything that we decide to do. Um, and so, in other words, that our services, we want those to be as close to the same level as what we had before the pandemic. Now, they're going to look different, um, but we, we don't want to we've talked about this a lot. We're, we're very wary of coming together and experiencing something where the social distance is making it where people, you know, it's weird. And, uh, we really want to break through that somehow. Yeah. And, and like you said, these are guiding principles. So every, everything that we think about, should we do this? Should we not do this? Uh, it has to, something has to inform those decisions, right? And so this is just another one of those where when we look at should we do this, what always comes to the front of our minds is, is it going to be as close to possible as the Reach Church experience um, that everyone is used to? Now, of course, you know, things will be a little different, of course, but I'm happy that everything we've done so far, outdoor worship, I mean, the quality that we've been able to achieve, that our tech team has been able to achieve and our, our worship team has been spectacular. Um, any, any sound tech person will tell you that outdoor music is extremely complicated and difficult um, to pull off. And these guys have pulled it off every single time. Um, and it's just, it's just been incredible. And so, you know, the list goes on. Whatever we decide to do, we're doing it because we feel confident that when anyone would come in, they're going to experience Jesus in a very real way. And that's what we want every single time. Every single time we come together as Reach Church, that's what we want for you. That's what we want for us. And so once we unveil exactly what we're doing, know that we are fully 100% confident that what we do is going to be pretty close to um, where we left off back before, you know, the pandemic and everything in our sanctuary. And I, get, I think, again, like you were, we were hitting on this earlier, but a lot of that is about us prioritizing worship. I mean, let's be real, um, because we, we've all kind of been doing the things that we want to do. Uh, maybe not all of those things, but you can come to church, and yes, you know, I've been one of the slowest ones on um, just being really wary of the whole mask thing. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I am pro-mask, don't get me wrong, but when it comes to worship, you know, I think about the spiritual masks that we wear, right? And then we're going to have this symbol on our face that's like, you know, a physical mask that we're wearing. And so that's been, that's been difficult for me to try to wrap my brain around it. But it is what it is. They're here. And as I've been thinking about it, you know, you can wear a mask and you can still have fellowship with each other, right? You can wear – there's really no excuses per se. Um, you know, there's some people who are at risk, and those people certainly should, should either stay home or be very, very careful. But um, there's a lot of opportunities here. 
And again, I mean, we're, we're sitting here in a historic moment, and this is a great opportunity for the church. So number four, the fourth principle, is that we want to be simple. So we want to, um, we want to keep it simple and clear, uh, but we also want to be continually working on improvements, adjustments, pivots, uh, you know, being ready to pivot, ready to adjust, ready to um, embrace. There's a great verse in Isaiah where God says, I'm doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? Uh, that we're standing in the presence really of greatness, that this is an incredible opportunity. And so we want to continually be looking, looking at that. So we're looking at new discipleship models, new models for small groups. Um, you know, we're not ready to roll out of that, a lot of that stuff out because we just want to keep it simple at this point, and we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, simplicity is vital in this time, especially, you know, everything still is. We're, we're not back to normal yet, right? I mean, schools are announcing we're going virtual. I mean, you know, there, there's still a lot of hurdles. So I, I, we all think the worst thing that we can do is to come out with this elaborate plan of, you know, returning in all of our ministries and everything for a lot of different reasons. Not only um, because we are still in the middle of a pandemic, but also because we would be foolish not to take a step back and just seek God and ask, what are you doing here? What, how can we follow? Do you not perceive it? I want to perceive the new thing that God is doing, and I want to lean into it and embrace it and do whatever God's calling us to do. I don't want to go necessarily just go back to all of the proven um, methods of discipleship and church life and all those kinds of things just because that's the way they've always been done. Let's all take a step back, perceive what God is doing, and, and go forward. Let's move forward. I think there's great, unprecedented opportunities for the church moving forward, and we would really do ourselves a disservice if we didn't really discern and seek what those new opportunities are. Absolutely, and so that has led us, those four principles have led us to make the following decisions, and so we'll go through these one at a time. So we think that we're going to be able to offer excellent in-person Sunday morning worship on Sunday, September 13th. So September, Sunday, thir Sunday uh, September the 13th at 10 o'clock in our gym at the church. We believe that we can have the gym ready uh, to, be able to, to be able to socially distance and to have a great experience. That's the Sunday after Labor Day. And so we are, um, we're going to uh, be observing, like I said, all social distancing measures recommended by the CDC. We're going to start off with no reservations. Uh, we, we're really wary of the reservations because, again, that's a layer of complication. Now, we will do those if we need to or we'll add services if we need to, but we're going to stick with the, the capacity, the building capacity that we can, we can have, and, and then we'll just go from there. So we're going we're gonna to stay uh, committed to that. Now, this is a big one. Um, one of the things that we've been struggling with is this idea that the church is reopening. What we're finding is that first that, they, that the older people aren't coming out because of the virus and the younger families aren't coming out because of the children. However, it's interesting to me to see that, you know, Little League's continuing. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to go there. You know that I've been very much, you know, in the corner of being careful and all of that when it comes to the virus. But yet I see Little League continuing. I see sports continuing. And then schools are reopening. And so um, we want to try to 
we're not ready to tell you what we're doing yet because we want to we want to plan it out but we want to try to offer something for the children so we want to offer something for the children if we have an hour-long service or an hour and 15 minute service then we can have them maybe they can be outside uh, if the weather's good um, socially distanced etc so we're we're looking at that uh, we'll be back in touch regarding that um, and we're still going to put a heavy emphasis on the quality of the online stream. So we're not going to abandon. We've already, be, even before the pandemic, we were already really, you know, invested in that. So that's the plan for Sunday mornings. For Sunday evenings, again, we have our outdoor worship tonight. And we're going to have another one on August 23rd. August 23rd. So that'll be our next um, outdoor service. And then we're going to start up on... September 13th. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready. I mean, who's ready? Come on, now, comment. I think it's time. I think we're all ready to go. Um, And one of the things that that we all said earlier, one of our guiding principles I think is important for all of us to remember is, hey, we're coming back. This is important to be there in person. Assess in your own life. I really want, we really want you to assess in your own life. Look at what you're doing. Look at where you're going. And really ask the question, can I return to in-person worship? Don't just glance over it and say, no, I can't. I'm not I'm going to be cautious. Just look at next week and the things that you do and the people you hang out with. Can you realistically come back? And you're going to have to answer that question for yourself. But we really want you to search your heart on that question and really take a deep look at what you're prioritizing in your life right now. Um, but as we come back together, as we come back together in September, by the way, um, this was a date we didn't just come out with out of the blue. Um, Bill Becker, our operations manager, um, he feels very good about that date. We could not meet next week, okay? There's still some work being done in the gym, in the HVAC systems, in the duct work. So, you know, if you're wondering, well, if we want to get back, why can't we just start next week? Well, that can't happen quite yet. But September 13th, we're 100% confident that that can happen. So that's why we've chosen that date. Um, and we're really excited to get back. It's time to get back. Yeah. Let's roll. Yeah, and plus, it's, it, we, we've also looked at it, and we've been talking about the idea, idea that we're willing to um, you know, look at everything that we're doing, and we're not just going to be locked into just meeting on Sunday morning just to meet. And so we prayed about it. We met with our elders. We met with our staff. We talked to a lot of you. And what kept emerging is that, you know, this idea that we need to meet together, um, but this is at the basest level, right, of what our ministries are, is right. that is worship, is that we have to, and in coming back into worship, it's going to be smaller, obviously. Sure. And so there's some opportunities there for some more intimate, smaller ministry, smaller group type ministry. And so um, one more challenge that I want to just lay out there. There are some people who um, say, we got to meet. We got to meet together. We got to meet together. Okay. Are you going to be there when we actually do meet together? (laughs) All right. Um, People talking in small groups. All right. In reach groups about we've got to get back. We've got to get back. Okay. We're going to get back on the 13th. I remember. I'm just going to throw this out there. I remember my dad um, back in the day, back in the 80s we had a nighttime service. So Sunday evenings was just a typical thing where every Sunday night, did you have that growing up too? 
I, go on Sunday no, nights. I, no, I, I it was awful. I mean, it was just <laughs> horrible. Um, Sunday mornings were great, great worship. And then Sunday nights we would come back and it would be like, you know, one-tenth of the people were there. Um, many times you had to miss like the end of the football game or whatever it was. And so as a PK, preacher's kid, I was always there every single Sunday night. And I remember when we started um, Reach Church back in, the, back in the late 80s, we continued with that, right? And so eventually... You know, my dad wanted to eliminate it. He wanted to eliminate the nighttime service because it was just dead. It just wasn't really working for the mission or whatever. And um, he, he would talk about this time at a congregational meeting where somebody said, you know, we need to bring back that Sunday evening service. We need to bring it back. We need to bring, you know, God's people need to meet together even on Sunday night, et cetera, et cetera, you know, all of that. And then those people, the ones who were crying the hardest for it, didn't come out. You know, they, w- they wouldn't come out, but they, yet they wanted desperately for us to meet. Well, if you're one of those people who really said, you know, we got to do it, got to take our stand, we have to meet, we want to see you out there. You know, we want to yeah. <laughs> see you come out. I expect to see you out there. Uh, you can socially distance. You can wear a mask. You can stand far apart from everyone. It doesn't really matter. You need to be there, if you're, especially if you're a person who thinks we got to meet. So, Yeah, yeah and, and that's a great point. You know, we're, we're not we're, – we're encouraging everyone to come. We really are. And it's because we are going to follow everything that is out there from the science from, and again, look, you can, you can debate it all of you, all, all that you want, but it is the science that's out there right now. And so we're going to follow all of it. And so we're not going to be reckless about it. We're not going to have you come in and it be like, oh, I'm uncomfortable and there's people running around without masks and, you know, I, I just, I don't feel good about it. We're going to really do our job to love our neighbor Make everyone feel welcome and come in and safe. We're all going to protect each other. We're the body of Christ. We all want to create an environment where we can say, hey, come on. Come on. It's okay. Come on. And so we're all going to do that. And it's going to be a great thing. Like, you know, I went, I go grocery shopping. You go grocery shopping? I did yesterday. Good. Actually did yesterday without being asked. I went grocery shopping. That's impressive. Yep. And you know what happened? I came home and, and I brought all the groceries in and she said, did you get milk? And I'm you like, didn't. no, yeah. I didn't get milk. So <laughs> You're going on my way mind. home today, I'm getting milk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like she was know, also very thankful. Yeah, I, I've been I've been grocery shopping before, and you know, look. I mean, I was there. I was like throwing bacon in there and yeah. all kinds of junk food. I mean, yeah. it was like a whole just a whole uh, thing of junk food. That's all it was. And you forgot just, the milk. And I forgot the milk. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've I don't look who who particularly enjoys wearing a mask. I don't think anyone does, but um. You know, you go into the store, you wear a mask, and I'm in there for, you know, close an hour, probably. You know, I, I stare at the wall of cereal, especially, you know, what three or four boxes of cereal do I want? That's an important selection. You know, why don't, hey, comment, throw us your favorite cereal if you want. But anyway, um, you know, I'm in there for about an hour, and I do it, and it's okay. You know what I mean? I can breathe. It's all okay. So, you know, we can we can all wear a mask for an hour while we while we sing and we're together to protect each other, protect ourselves, it, it, it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. We're going to sing with our masks on. It, we're all going to be there. It's going to be a great time. It's really time. funny is how judgmental we all are. I mean, and how hypocritical we all are. Like that's, like that's the default mode inside of us, inside of me, right? So I'll wear my mask and I get it out and I put it on 
and I begrudge it because I don't really want to and all of that. You know, nobody really likes to. And I'll, I'll put it on and I'll make sure that it actually covers my nose. I don't know why that bothers me so much, <laughs> but then other people, and this is where my judgmental side comes out. I'm like, dude, just put the mask. If you're going to wear the mask. Just put it over your nose, too. I don't know why. It probably won't even make that much of a difference. But for some reason, I mean, we are all so judgmental inside, even if we don't say it. We think it. You know, we talk about this a lot. And so that's going to be a real test for us as a church because I guarantee you there's going to be people sitting there that have the mask on as a chin strap, right? Um, (laughs) And it's going to bother people. And it, it should because we have to protect each other. Uh, but it's going to be a real – but when you go to Walmart, you have the same thing. There's people yeah, there. Absolutely. That, I mean, there was yesterday when I was I was there, there was one guy that was a worker. He didn't even have a mask on, and he's screaming something at one of the other <laughs> ones down the aisle, and I'm in the middle of it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, the droplets are going to get on me and all of that. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're going to be really careful, do the best that we can. So moving forward, another thing that uh, we want to look at is when our core team training is over. Uh, we're going to be having, so we have core team training every Monday evening, and we have another four weeks of that? or Yeah, four more weeks. Another four more weeks on Monday nights. And so one of the things that we've wanted to do is we wanted to uh, develop more uh, small groups in our church. And we, we've been looking at that, wrestling with that. We were thinking about, can we launch with small groups? Can we even just bypass Sunday mornings, and should we be looking at small groups right now? Um, and that's how serious we are about it. And so we're, where we landed was we really need to start with Sunday worship, kind of the basest thing, and bring people together that way. But we also want to start building towards a better small group model, um, getting to know people. And so we, we were talking about, you know, inviting different groups out to the church to meet with myself and some of our elders and staff. Just getting to know, And we thought about that, and we thought that's probably destined to fail uh, because, you know, the social distancing thing and because of just how the weirdness of it and all of that. And so what we're looking at instead is that after core team training, every Monday evening at 7 o'clock, we're going to have a Zoom meeting where um, the pastors are there, the elders perhaps, if they're available, they're there, the staff. And we just invite you to come out and look at this computer, right? So you'll be on the computer. You're not coming out to anything. shouldn't say that. But it'll be on Zoom. And we'll pray together. You know, we'll just catch up. Um, Anyone who wants to come out, we'll be inviting different people to come out to that. Um, And so we're going to be doing that. Uh, And so another thing that we're looking at are our small groups. We're going to be encouraging our current small groups to start meeting together, observing social distancing, but also Zoom. You know, go back to that. I know that we're very um, weary of that, but that's a, it's a great way to connect. It just, it just is. And so for our small groups that are already in process, we want to encourage you to get back to it. Um, and we'll be contacting you about that to Zoom together, meet together in person, if you're able to do a combination of that. And so we're also going to be looking at um, new models for small groups. We're not ready to do anything with that yet, but we're going to be doing that uh, towards the end of the year, uh, just continuing to look at it. Yeah, we. Um, if you remember, I know it seems like forever ago now, but um, I actually put out a, a great, I thought, plan for small groups back in February, if you remember all this. and um, I remember, yeah, believe me, remember. I remember. Woo, it was a long time ago. It's like 10 years ago. Yeah, I know. It's what it feels like. But um, we sent it out. I, we all felt good about it. And, um, and then, you know, it's the 2020 hit, okay? And so um, we still believe in a lot of aspects of that plan, but we, we've felt that now is just not the time to 
really focus on that and pursue that. Though we definitely value and believe that small groups are going to be a vital part of Reach Church moving forward. There's no doubt about that. And so during this time, we feel like we can best start on that path by connecting people in this way on, on Zoom, getting to know other people. It's a lot easier to get in a small group with people that you at least kind of have connected with before. And so we really think that during this time, this is a perfect step down that path of developing a really vibrant small group um, model at Reach Church. Yeah, and if you're not in a small group right now, or if you're new to the church, or if you just you don't feel like you know anyone, uh, we have core team training, so you can come out at Red Lion, um, 7 o'clock on Mondays, but also after that, after we end that, again, if you're not in a small group, you don't feel like you know anyone, um, hop on to Zoom on, on Monday nights. Get to know, we're going to be on there, we're going to be there to pray, pray with people, just get to know people, it's going to be very simple, but that's a great step for people to take um, if you're not in a small group or if you are in a small group. Uh, so, you know, one of the things I want to just uh, share is, is from Acts 2, in Acts 2.42, uh, the, the instruction there is given that, um, the, that they, they met together. Um, they didn't stop meeting together. They broke bread together. They sat under the apostles' teaching. Um, and that's, that's our model for small groups here at Reach Church. And we desperately need that now, uh, I mean, especially after this past week. I mean, the tornadoes that came through. It's like 2020 has been a very difficult year. I mean, there's people in our church. I mean, I've been talking to different people who are just weary right now. Um, a lot of anxiety. Uh, this pandemic, it seems like it's going to be with us until there's a vaccine and maybe even after that. So it's, it's really, like we said early on, it's really changed the world. Um, and so people are weary right now, and you may be one of them. You're just just worn down right now. There's a lot of anxiety. We need each other. Like, we need to have that community, and we're trying to give you opportunities to do that. I mean, we're also looking at some next steps for after-core training, not just the Zoom, but looking at, you know, what are we going to be asking people who are doing the core training or offering them, like, what, what opportunities for them to lead in different ways, maybe a reach group, maybe becoming a deacon or a deaconess. Um, we're, we're looking at different, different things to, um, to move towards after core team training. Yeah, I mean, I, all of these things are, are really coming together. God's timing is perfect. God's timing is perfect. And um, I just think that um, we're, we're ready to go. It's kind of like, you know, when you pull up in your uh, Mustang, and you can hear the engine rev, you know. I remember one time we were, we were at Harvey Cedars. Remember that? And, oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, it was the first time I rode in your car like that. And you kind of revved it a little bit, and then you – kind of put it into gear and gave it a little gas and you're like ready to go. You know what I mean? You floored, me. I didn't you, do you that. floored it what? a little bit. It was, it was very responsible, but very fun at the same time. Yeah. Um, so um, I just feel like we're like, we're starting to rev the engine. And um, once we, once everything gets put into gear here in, in a few weeks, I mean, we're going to, we're going to fly off to the races um, and the best is yet to come. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm re revving the engine. We're ready to go. Sounds good to me. <laughs> we can race. You can, you can drive your – you have a Jeep, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I would blow you away on yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Not, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> I was going to tell a story about my Mustang, but I won't do that. Okay. Right. Maybe core team training. We'll talk about it. All right. So, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I just have one more thing to share to kind of, to kind of wrap it up. Um, as we talk about coming back, because I think that's um, kind of one of the most important things we said here is looking forward to meeting again. Um, this has been a verse that's kind of been out there a lot, and I think if we all keep this in mind, this strikes the proper balance in what we're going for moving forward. Um, you've probably heard this verse before. Um, it says this, Matthew twenty-two seventeen. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. And Jesus said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Therefore, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. So I think what happens a lot of times with this verse is, it becomes an excuse for us not to render the things to Caesar that Caesar, because we're like, I'm rendering the things to gods that are gods. That's actually not even the point of the verse, though. It was all about paying taxes. Should we do this? And Jesus says, absolutely. And so as we come back together, this is the proper balance. We are going to render the things to Caesar that are Caesar's. In other words, we're going to be very, um, we're going to follow and obey the rules that are set forth for us. Yeah, I mean, it seems like Delaware's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, it, like absolutely. the government and all of that, like all of the criticisms, it seems like, it's, I mean, I'm, not, I know, I'm sure they're yeah. not perfect, but, you know, it seems like it's going pretty well. It's, it's going well. And so we're going to do that. We're going to embrace that. Regardless of how you feel about the whole thing or not, there's so many mixed feelings. I think this, I think that, whatever. We're just going to render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. We're going to do the things that are recommended. And we're going to, but we're also going to render to God the things that are God's. We're going to say, we're coming back together. We're going to worship. It's important for us to meet together as a church, to be together. And so if you look at that, you know, hey, I think we can do both. Clearly, this is what Jesus says. Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar. We're going to do it. We're going to follow it. We're going to be respectful. And to God's the things that are God's. We're going to come back together. We're going to worship together. And it's just going to be awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait. Amen. So uh, I'll, let me pray for us, and then we're going to close our time with another uh, time of worship. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for Reach Church. I thank you for our people. I pray, Lord, for those who are weary and those who are um, experiencing anxiety this week, especially with the tornadoes, especially with just different things that have happened in, in our lives this past week. It seems like it's one thing after another, but yet these are trials that test us, that test our faith test the genuineness of our faith, and strip away um, all of the things that uh, are not of you. So I pray that we would continue to focus on nothing but Jesus, that as we come back together, as we gather back together, um, that you would bless these decisions. Lord, we give this church to you. We give the ministry to you. Um, we give our hearts to you. In Jesus' name, amen.